0: Uh-huh.
1: We here at it last, it's time to wrap a ride with I, Zombie Podcast. My name is Robin and I'm on the mic. I'm here on my own. What's that? Aw psych. My name is Steph. I am most deaf. I like these actors with bare chests.
2: <laughs> i talking of no t-shirts. It's the Eye Zombie Clause, Major Chase, Clive Lee
1: Vaughn, you give me pause. Let's talk Liv's Rapid Brain, Shady Plots by Blaine, Peyton's now the mayor. Yo, this episode's insane. Don't forget Chase got shot, he'll be limping a lot. Damn, Clive and Michelle D T got hot. Let's talk some more. What? 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 Matt Livmore. What? 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 Aw. Aw oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Robert,
2: that was great.
1: <laughs> oh, you were good yourself. <laughs> Uh yeah, and that's out of the way, so <laughs> Yeah,
2: I have no rhythm. Mm. You know, I'm so hot.
1: And I can barely rock a rhyme, so <laughs> um so yeah, uh no real news to report. We're still waiting for iZombie to be to be renewed. Um hopefully we'll find out this week, maybe as late as next week. Um got our fingers crossed, hear nothing but good words. Winner up fronts. Yes, the winner up fronts. That's uh that's next week. But I keep hearing it. we're gonna hear it this week. But Oh, uh, okay. Cross your fingers. And all your zombie toes. Even cross the fingers that are like in a in a special drawer in the morgue. <laughs> <laughs> all those fingers. <laughs> uh so let's talk about uh Mac Live More, uh season four, episode nine already. And, oh, so uh, sad. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let's we're gonna kind of go through this episode in a linear fashion because well I was a bit lazy this week and uh, and it all kind of blends together pretty well. Um, this one, by the way, is written by Bassem Masoud and Talia Gonzalez. I forgot to mention. Um, so uh, our first chapter title is "I'm Dying Up Here," and uh, this is Isabel on the phone with her mom, and uh, Liv and Peyton trying to figure out what to do with her. As well She
2: talks to her mom a lot
1: She does And it seems like her mom is the only parent in her life Her only family So I'm mm-hmm. assuming we're going to see her eventually mm-hmm. So uh, she's got what's called uh, Freylich syndrome mm-hmm. and I googled it And I think it's a renal disease Well the thing is It's it's spelled in the, the captions Freilich, Freylich F-R-E-Y-L-I-C-H Freylich so I looked it up on Google myself and, uh, there is such thing as Frolic syndrome. It's mm-hmm. F-R-O-E-L-I-C-H. So it, it's not spelled like, maybe it's pronounced the same way, but I'm figuring this is not what Isabel has because according to my research, it's takes, it, it, it happens to adolescent boys mm-hmm. and the symptoms are uh, – or what happens to you, it's it's like a pituitary disorder. Like you said, it's a renal thing. It's like adrenal. Oh, okay. Science. And uh, what happens to these kids is they have uh, obis- obesity, uh, small testes, delayed puberty. Uh, you could take on like some secondary female sex characteristics.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I don't know if they're really trying to say that Isabel has this.
2: No, I guess it's some kind of fictitious thing. It's it's not important. She's dying. She's she has an incurable disease that she she um and she compensates by being funny. She's a very clever, (laughs) funny girl. Yeah, yeah. And
1: of course, we have our TV trope all ready and set up. We have to watch for nosebleeds. Oh God! Because there was there. (laughs) Are you having any no No, no, no nosebleeds yet. So. As soon as we see nosebleeds, we know it's going to be a problem. Nosebleeds, mm-hmm. bad. Uh, nosebleeds. So, bad. Nosebleed. so yeah, it, they want to. Uh, Liv and Peyton want to get Isabel to Boise, where she lives, or get her mom there. And Isabel isn't a fan of either of those things happening. So, and so we go to the morgue and we see our drawer of heads, and uh, what Ravi and Liv are calling Satan's jigsaw puzzle. So um, the zombies. Uh, that knocked the bus over, tore these guys apart, and uh, and by the way, the two detectives that were there, those were uh, detectives Halpern and Schumacher again. We we saw them in uh, "Are You Ready for Some Zombies?"
0: Oh, During the whole
1: police briefing, yeah,
0: I saw they some look hard. like
2: babies.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I love that they're they're named after uh, uh, previous writers on iZombie. <laughs> um. And uh, yeah, they talk about the the different criminals that were on the bus: Perry the Pickler, Ice Pick Rick, and Zombie Killer Kane. So, mm. um, so we go to the scratching post, and Blaine tells Donnie about his real estate plan. Um, which uh, is so, I, it, like immediately, Lex Luthor. I'm thinking,
2: <laughs> yeah, because I'm the
1: Superman person. Yeah,
2: and Donnie, of course, Donnie is a. Kid Rock
1: fan. Oh, yeah, I got you a brain for one hundred thousand dollars. Was it Kid Rock? <laughs> um, and I love that they called uh, Seattle the Lost City of Z. Uh, I was remarking on Twitter, like, how, Why did it take this long to make a Lost City of Z joke on this show? <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but I guess the plan is uh, real estate prices took a nosedive. They're gonna they're gonna buy them up and then sell them back when um, things return to normal. And uh, Donnie is like, what? Things are turning to normal. And that's when he makes uh, Blaine do his uh, Mr. Burns impre- impression, <laughs> which is hilarious.
2: I, I like this, that uh, Blaine has a scheme to become huge. Yeah. You know, he was small time. And then last week we got that comment from uh, Mr. Boss about how, you know, like what kind of crime boss are you? I think yeah. Blaine really took that to heart and decided... Yeah. I know what kind of crime boss I'm going to be. I'm going to be huge. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, then we go to Armin Yammer. Uh, next chapter, and uh, Enzo shows back up with subtitles this time.
2: Oh my god! I love Enzo. I love Enzo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Can you? I, I gotta tell you though. I look at the comments. Um, you know, in TV time, in uh, you know, in different comments under uh, I Zombie reviews. People hate Enzo. And, like, there, ah. are French, there are French people that are offended by Enzo. <laughs> so, really? Yeah, yeah, that the accent is so bad. It's like, you know, it's laughable. You know, and I'm so. It like, it's like he's a cartoon character. I mean, yes. who cares? It's- Arch Yeah It's yeah. great
2: and, and what's best Is the way Robbie and Liv Talk to him. They're not rude people They would never be rude To anybody But for some reason They hate this guy
1: And they're <laughs> rude And it's just great Go watch some Jerry Lewis movies You frog bastard <laughs> oh, Yeah see That's pretty uh, That's pretty Hardcore
2: Frog bastard
1: <laughs> But I love that They're trying to speak French back to him And it's I wrote it down It's Hello brother Jack Breakfast Are you sleeping Leaping, and Liv says, say it with pizza, go home <laughs> uh, So the corpses he wields in are uh, Sophie Shales, who was a zombie And Warden Schwartzman, who was the human boyfriend and, and Enzo is disgusted by human-zombie relationships Just as Clive walks in And uh, Enzo says in uh, his uh, his perfect French uh, uh, What is the point if you cannot dip the biscuit? <laughs> So it turns out that Warden was an underground rapper called Dirty Rain Who had a feud with his twin brother Weston, a.k.a. Lil Drizzle (laughs) And so, uh, with some, uh, uh, really hot beats uh, Liv makes herself a rap Which, bravo for your the simplicity of that, meal. <laughs> with mayonnaise. Yeah, oh. mayonnaise brains and just a just a wrap. So we go to the, uh, the interview with the little Drez, and that's when Liv makes her entrance. Which oh is, my god, oh my god, one of all time best. Uh, so so great. So great. <laughs> uh, she walks in with a pink velour tracksuit, big. Honey earrings, the earrings that say honey, and then just like the <laughs> slick bl- slicked back ponytail. And little Driz is in love. <laughs> uh, sup, shorty, on my grind, getting etched money. Um, <laughs> what's up, Sh- shoddy, 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 <laughs> dang. Uh, anyway, Driz had a diss track, uh, about his brother that Clive reads the lyrics too awkwardly. <laughs> And one of the lyrics is great It's just like really cold It's I should've ate you in the womb That's <laughs> cold It's cold Um. So later Liv and Ravi are spitting rhymes Back and forth er, And I didn't write all these down Because I figured that would be overkill If I just read the script to you guys You guys saw the episode um,
2: You know that Ravi loves dead people <laughs> Yes <laughs>
1: And then Liv has a vision of a guy that's taunting Dirty Rain and uh, his zombie girlfriend and calling him a necrophiliac. Mm. And it turns out that Liv recognizes this guy from the different mugshots. This is Ronnie Sugarcane, the zombie killer. And um, it's great they showed uh, 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 like what happened last week on iZombie before the episode. And yeah, one of the things that Blaine is saying In his running commentary while they're watching people Getting eaten on the bus, he's like Oh, that one with the shotgun is getting away <laughs> And that must have been Ronnie
2: Oh, yeah Yeah, Yeah. like, they didn't care um, yeah. Blaine and Mr. Boss, they didn't care All oh, they whatever. wanted was the money from
1: What's uh, name? Casper, that's right, Casper Casper, Casper. Uh, Never a dull name on the show <laughs> Uh, Kane, by the way, is played by actor James Jordan Who was a Veronica Mars vet uh, mm. Yet another one This guy played uh, Tim Foyle Tim Foyle In uh, <laughs> season three of Veronica Mars um, He was, uh, I don't know if you remember The teacher's assistant with the terrible wig <laughs> But uh, that was the college season He ends up murdering uh, Ed Beckley Jr.
2: I don't even remember that season at
1: all. Yeah, season's So bad. Yeah, it goes by. Come
2: on, it wasn't. It bad. was the it, was just, uh, writer, it wasn't as
1: good as the last one.
2: It was the Rider strikes. Uh, the,
1: the first, the first season was the best. I, I don't think they ever mm-hmm. topped the first season, but yeah, nope. In a scale of, bit uh, you know, one to three, it is a downward scale. Um, but man, I am so due for Veronica Mars rewatch because I just love it all.
2: Okay, is that our next
1: characters. show? Oh boy. <laughs>
2: We don't want to wait.
1: We could do another one of our crossovers, like we did with Hellcats, because <laughs> I'm sure there's people on this view would wouldn't mind if we uh, um, did a little uh, Veronica Mars we'll binge watch.
2: We'll stick a pin in that. We'll we'll put that in the back of our mind.
1: Yeah, I tell you though, if this this uh, this show gets picked up for uh, for another season. It's 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 a good chance. It's a good chance. I, I might be up for it just to keep the feet alive, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so next chapter: Kane enabled. Mm. Um, so uh, Fillmore Graves locks down the city, and Clive is on the case. He's ready to go to the scratching post to start investigating zombie killer Kane, um, who killed his wife and daughter because he considered them
2: already, already dead. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: And then he realizes he can't leave the precinct And that's when uh, uh, Jimmy the sketch artist and Vampire Steve Come up and they're like Should we call Moscow? (laughs) And if you don't know what they're up to You might remember who Moscow was Who's Moscow? That's Ravi I mean
2: I know that I knew that they ended up calling Ravi But why do they call him Moscow?
1: That's his D&D character Moscow Bandiwax Oh Yeah so we go to Scratching Post, and uh, Donnie figures out the plan and gets a new laptop to help with it. And it turns out that he's got computer genius brains.
2: Oh, my gosh. E as this computer nerd. <laughs> I think this is my favorite thing ever.
1: Oh, I love it so much. He's so shy and different. awkward. Yeah. So different. He's such a loud mouth, you know? And just to see him being, well, I mean, the first interaction with Candy. Oh. Where uh, she calls him she calls him Sinead and says she can't she, Sinead can't keep his eyes off my chest and I think and I'm
2: he, a virgin brain. virgin
1: brain. <laughs> and poor Candy she was studying to be a flight attendant but never got out of the city and now oh. she's now she's got to be a zombie hooker for Blaine and entertain Barracus
2: <laughs> that was great I mean I really enjoyed that scene that interaction between her that uh, she's you know waving at Barracus like. I'm going to try to make this as pleasant as possible, but I know Mm -hmm. what my night is going to be like all night long.
1: Yeah. And, um, yeah, Candy's asking what, you know, Blaine's plan is and, or something like that. Because I just wrote down the line that Donnie says, Blaine usually has a plan and I just motorboat with it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, um, so Donnie actually figures out that Blaine's plan is to turn the whole world zombie And that way, New Seattle isn't going to be such a big deal. And honestly, I thought it was going to be he was going to buy up the real estate with the money he gets from uh, the cures that he's going to auction off, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and then was going to use uh, like a cure and like sell it off, make you know basically save the world from zombieism, cure all these people, and then just go legit and be like Mm -hmm. living living high with all the real estate that he sold, but. I don't know. It, 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 his plan seemed—I don't know. To me, I was like a little confused at when I first watched it, and then like when I watched it for the second time, it seemed that oh, he's got a plan to turn the whole world zombie. Now, how is he planning to turn the whole world zombie? I mean, I mean, they already did the whole vaccination thing with Fillmore Graves, so they can't possibly do that again. How do you turn the whole world zombie? I—I
2: I, I don't know. Uh, we have to have. We have to have more uh, You know uh, stuff for next episode I'm sure mm. we'll find out later
1: So uh, Yeah so uh, Donnie's ha- Donnie ha- has to uh, Set up the auction site And make them well, he has to,
2: like, Yeah he has to go into the dark
1: web And be invisible Oh and- the dark web Oh so we go back to the morgue and Peyton and Isabel catch Liv laying down a diss track against Chase and Enzo and Fillmore Graves. Okay, so I wrote this down. <laughs> because it's so freaking funny. Chase, Chase, okay, I won't read all of it, but uh, Chase roll into Seattle like he owned the place. Bird brain with a corny beret. Oh wait, I thought that was a, a, a thing against Enzo But he—that's this is all about Chase uh-huh. She's calling Chase a bird brain Hope you came to play Because I came to slay I'm the real renegade oh. Pick up where Mama left off Run with a pack of dogs I i wonder uh, like, if she actually Released this because this is kind of uh, This is a bad idea To uh, release this track on the internet Because she reveals that she is The real renegade
2: yeah, I, think, I guess she was just fooling around.
1: Well, kiss my now, ass, if- top brass. Eat a bag of
2: <laughs> <laughs> Uh What were you gonna say? Just that uh, I'm sure if Lev- Levon had been there, he would have documented that, and it yes. would have
1: been you know saved forever. I gotta but say, he can't
2: be in every episode.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's probably you know a, a recurring person, uh, much like uh, you know Chase is. Although I, I swear Chase has been in the season more than uh Levon has, but seems like it. Yeah. The one thing that we kind of missed out with Rap Brain though is they should have had a live rap battle somebody. Like uh-huh. rap battle little Drez, you know. That that would have been uh, a lot of fun because that's, you know. I mean, she does lay lay down a diss track against Chase, but um, I don't know Nobody
2: just, Nobody sees it Nobody knows about yeah, it Yeah
1: We need to see
2: Nobody enjoys her skills
1: Yeah We need to have like A whole crowd going
2: What You yeah. know
1: And then at the end She just drops the mic And walks away Yeah
2: Her skills need to be On display Yeah
1: Bring back Rap Brain Rat Brain Part 2 Come on let's do this Anyway uh, so they want uh, Peyton's wondering where Ravi is, and uh, the story is that Ravi's uh, napping in the detective the detective's like nap room. I guess if they're staying overnight, they get they they have a nap room for themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Liv is very like upfront about yes, these are corpses, and yeah, I eat the brains and whatever. <laughs> and Isabel's like kind of intrigued but also grossed out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So at Fillmore Graves, Major briefs Russ. Uh, Braves chase on Russ. And- oh
2: yeah, yeah. This is something that I didn't get the first time, but the second time I did. Yeah, like, I was "Why is Chase so mad?" Is he mad at Major? No, Major did everything right. Right, it's the officers are not. Or they're filtering out information uh From Chase, they're not like, giving him all the information.
1: So I'm wondering if it's like a some, that that council that he's had around him in the entire time. I just uh-huh. I just assume that Major was reporting directly to Chase, you know. But maybe it's just he's reporting directly to Chase about Russ and all his other assignments, or you know, just the the detail about. I mean, he stumbles into that church uh trying to get that videotape back, which was. um uh, well, he's, just filling out, he's
2: filling out his paperwork and then he turns his paperwork in and it's probably some of the, an officer has to go through all the paperwork of yeah. all of the all the uh, guys and then they give chase what's important and they're not giving chase what's
1: important. And uh, yeah, Chase gets pissed and takes out takes out Captain Seattle's locker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, also they the uh, Angus's church gets a name in Major's uh, debriefing. He calls it the Triple Cross Church. So I don't know if that's like a double cross, triple cross thing. Um, and I like that Chase's eyes got red too. Like he went full on zombie for a moment.
2: He was so mad. Yeah. He's under so much pressure. He's stressed
1: Yeah. And um, Chase says to Major that he's the only one that he can trust. And I'm thinking Ugh. Major is totally going to betray Chase, over live, and then they're going to end up fighting or something Something's going to happen yeah. yeah This is That's not going to be a friendship a big, Yeah, setting up a big conflict Yeah, yeah. totally So it's lockdown time where uh, The guys are in the t- interrogation room uh, Clive is the dungeon master <laughs> Yeah, how did that happen? Amazing And it seems like it's been going on for a while because you know, Steve and Jimmy were immediately asking Clive, like, let's do this. And uh, Ravi calls Major to bring his briefcase, whatever is in that briefcase, we find out later. Um, Moscow Bandywax is here to play, and so is Morsey the Mage and uh, Sir Choppers. <laughs> so, and then they all cheer, to rye, rye! at the end of the scene. Uh, which I looked up, I was like, what is Too rye? And that's actually, um, Too rye A is the... Uh, album title for Dexie's Midnight Run- Runners album the one with Come On Eileen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I maybe that's a reference to that. I <laughs> I have no idea. Um so uh the next chapter title is The Dork we- The Dork Web. Donnie sets up security, questions Blaine's plan, but Blaine has it all figured out already. Um we need to use a well-known zombie um to ensure that people believe that this cure works and then they're going to kill them on camera, which, uh, it's getting dark. Hmm. Um, back at the morgue, major and Liv finally have it out, which. We've been oh, waiting for.
2: Uh, yeah. You've been waiting for this.
1: Yeah. Why are you rolling up? <laughs> <laughs> um, and Isabel calls major, sir. And Liv's like, oh, it's just major. Um, and, uh, Isabel is telling everybody that she's Liv's neighbor. And uh, Liv notices that Captain Seattle and uh, Jordan have some beef.
2: So I guess this is this is what rap is. Or it's like this confrontational thing. Yeah. It's like we can't let this confrontation pass us by. We got it. This, this opportunity for confrontation. We have to... Get down to the bottom of this
1: So is rap confrontational And hip hop is like Love and stuff And good feelings This is no. a white guy from Vermont and white girl from Alabama <laughs> try to figure out uh, rap music <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know I was listening to a, a bit of rap After, a, a, a spot of rap After uh, I watched this episode On the old treadmill Yeah, I'm very vanilla Um so, yeah, Seattle and Jordan, uh, J- Seattle is, uh think, since their little makeout um, that they're ex- exclusive, but Jordan's not into it.
2: Yeah, and Mr. Seattle said, your body made a promise. Your body made a what? promise. What? Oh, I mean, every time I heard that, I, I like, hit the roof. Like, <laughs> what? what? What's going on in your brain? To make you, what?
1: Teenage boy brain, I think.
2: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Yeah. Um, and yeah, Liv says, <laughs> thought my boo was ride or die till I got the 411 cause he just a blank faced coward with a narrow mind and a big ass gun.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and they finally, great. they finally talk about the execution and yeah, major is very much like her death saved lives. And Liv says, I've seen that movie too. You're quoting the bad guy. Uh, I was like, what movie is that? I mean, it does sound like something from a movie. but.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, you're you're on the wrong side, but you're justifying it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh. Peyton puts an end to yeah, that. Yeah, Peyton
2: says, "Yeah, she says you love each other. Stop."
1: Mm-hmm. Peyton speaking for the fandom. <laughs> Major and live OTP. Uh, scratching post, Donnie and Blaine are going through Peyton's emails. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but her email stuff. <laughs> um, Peyton is using the word snuggle fast Blaine is disgusted because uh, Ravi is a Yeti <laughs> <laughs> uh, Another potential conflict uh, uh, Or almost certain conflict Is set up in this scene too Crybaby Carl comes in He's, He found a uh, Fillmore Graves officer passed out Outside And um, he talks about how he was Married happily He, he has been married happily for five years and Donnie warns Blaine to stay away from his wife if he sees her. She's built like Jessica Rabbit and Carl is yeah. insanely jealous.
2: Yeah, I thought, why did they include that if that's because not going to come
1: back later? Blaine's totally gonna flirt with her. I bet he'll mm-hmm. be on like on a on a brain or something. Yeah. Um and then yeah, Blaine's wondering how is Peyton sleeping with Ravi if he's a zombie? And if he's not a zombie, what is he? So and then,
2: like, the uh, the scene immediately goes into the next scene when Robbie says, I'm a half... <laughs>
1: I'm half a halfling th- monk or something like that?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that.
1: And they all realize they need a thief to carry on, and then in walks Foxy Brown of Shondaland. <laughs> <laughs> That's great!
2: <laughs> Michelle was so cute oh in this my, scene.
1: Oh my gosh, Michelle is... Uh, I just, I love her so much more now. Like, she, I, I liked her before. I thought she was cute, but this is this yeah. is great. We needed
2: more. We needed more from her character, and we got it.
1: Yeah, we got
2: just what we needed.
1: And you know, at first I'm like, oh, she's like secretly into D and D too, so her and Clive are going to have like a geek connection. But no, she doesn't actually know how to play at all. She's just been listening and made up a stupid character sheet. Uh, like, just wrote down a random amount of uh, immunity points or whatever they're called, hit points. And um, and Clive is Clive is charmed by this Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And then Sergei shows up uh, The night that uh, Major was playing (laughs) He's kind of mad he was left out and even madder When he realizes the briefcase Is just for Robbie's one little tiny character Statue (laughs) And he says I'm out there trying to catch A murderer and Clive says I catch a murderer Every week (laughs) 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 There's always tension between those two Um and so Major gets back at Robbie By texting Peyton <laughs> And that's when uh, The ca- uh, chapter title Died and Seek Peyton, uh, Robbie runs down to the morgue Peyton, sweetie, what a nap I feel so refreshed oh. Um <laughs> And uh It is not the first time that Robbie's heard a phone Ringing uh, from the morgue drawer uh, But this time there's actually A teenage girl in there And uh, this is a very cute Uh, uh Meet up here, uh, Robbie and Isabel Becoming pretty fast friends And uh, the next time we see them They're coming out of the uh, the closet And he sa- he tells Liv and, Liv and Peyton That uh, Isabel's brilliant
2: Yeah That's why they're uh, they, uh, He's recognized how smart She is and they've mm. like Made a connection because of How clever they both are <laughs> That's how I felt
1: Yeah Yeah um, And uh, then Ravi's phone gets a text Peyton grabs it and it turns out that Moscow fell to his death in the cavern Of nasty pricks (laughs) (laughs) Ravi bailed on the game For the girl and now his character Has been killed (laughs) (laughs) off So we go back to the interrogation room And Clive is uh, Playing uh, a character Called Lady (laughs) Purcella And he's talking in this like girlish voice and Handing out (laughs) rewards The game is over uh, but uh, Foxy uh, Foxy Brown of Shundaland, uh Steals the emeralds from Morrissey and Sir Choppers And uh, Steve protests He says that uh, he said before that he buried his, his jewel or whatever So Michelle then drops a bomb She says check the tape and it turns out that she's been Videotaping this entire thing <laughs> uh, So uh, uh, Yeah
2: that was cute that uh, Clive was Afraid he was going to end up like the Star Wars the tour.
1: Star Wars kid yeah <laughs> Yeah. So there's some horseplay, and then suddenly there's some smooching. And uh, just got to say, hashtag (laughs) hunting (laughs) now. I'm on board the ship. Uh, And this is not Basio's fault. I feel it's the show's fault for not giving us enough of Clive and Basio's relationship and Uh what's been going on. We've just gotten these brief scenes. And I don't know, maybe the show wants us to not be for Clive and Basio like we were before. What do you think? Are you still on board that ship or are you, uh, is it sailed? I mean,
2: <clears throat> I mean, I appreciate the complex, the complexity of their relationship and how, you know, just like, uh, oh, God, Frenchie, What's his name? Enzo? Enzo, how he commented like, you know, everybody has got a, a, a an opinion on the subject, and it's, yeah, it's just the whole situation of the zombies and the humans trying to live together. So many conflicts come up. Uh, you know, just like the 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 human who his daughter and wife were zombies, so he killed them because he thought that they were already dead. Yeah. You know, it's just this is so complicated, and then two people trying to make a relationship work and the the zombieism has affected that, and yeah, so I mean, it's it w- not that it's not that I'm uh pro bobbino or or, Bobineau. Pro or whatever it's just I'm enjoying this story uh-huh. it's interesting, it's interesting to think about it's complex, and it gives a lot of different characters something to to comment on, so yeah. i can appreciate the story and i have no idea about how it's going to pan out
1: yeah so uh, yeah i know and it's like if it ended up turning out that i don't know things worked out for clive and Basio i wouldn't be upset about that either i'd feel a little bad about michelle but i'm also feeling like i don't know are they, maybe they're setting us up for a tragedy maybe one of them's going to die not clive obviously but michelle or Basio you know, something – maybe we're getting set up here to this tr- tragedy that's going to affect Clive and probably affect the relationship with whoever's left because it's a CW and drums <laughs> happen. <laughs> <laughs> and and – and yeah, anyway. But it seems that Clive isn't very upset that it happened. He's like, well, yeah, it happened. <laughs> Um, so we go back to the scratching post, and uh, Major Seattle and Jordan show up to pick up the allegedly drunk uh, Little Bones Jones, or rather, otherwise known as Major Jones, because he's actually a major. Um. Yeah, that whole thing
2: confused me. I was like, "Who are they talking about?"
1: What? Yeah. And uh, oh, we get this funny scene with Tanner and Crybaby Carl talking. About like how the lockdown makes them feel like bald eagles in captivity, <laughs> and just the just crybaby's face, like it lends to how this like makes the conversation, this dopey conversation, seem like the most like you know emotional
2: melodramatic. It's
1: like oh my gosh, that's right, you know. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, Blaine wants some thanks from Major, and Major's like, Oh well, I can give you these these two <laughs> in exchange. Um and yeah, I, I guess uh I mean we get very little of it, but uh um Captain Seattle and uh Jordan have been arguing back and forth and uh and it seems like when they get back to Fillmore, Fillmore Graves, um Jordan's Jordan actually has something that's going on with her, but um, I think we're just getting a little hint of it, and we're gonna they they get cut off before she says anything. Looks like she wants to say something, but um, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe she has a human boyfriend, you know? Um, but uh, the chapter title is "Zombie Killer Keskese," and um. Major Jones turns out he's missing his ID. He's got level five security clearance and uh, he actually got jumped. And guess who got that ID? Uh, Mr. Zombie Killer uh, Kane, who is in the building. And Major yells out, go find Justin in the armory. So I'm like, oh, my God, Justin's alive. (laughs) Who's? Oh. Remember Justin? (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Wow. So I don't know if that was just a name drop to be like, yeah, he's still in the world. Don't worry. You know? Or if huh. he's going to show up again later I don't know
2: Wow I didn't, I didn't Did notice Did not catch that, that?
1: <laughs> So uh, we go to Chase's office And Kane has a shotgun to chase And I swear I mean I was like No 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 <laughs> no.
2: I know Chase was like oh, Just what I need yeah, I don't need any more great. And this is just great
1: and Kane he's probably is,
2: like, just put me out of my misery.
1: <laughs> uh, and, he's compa- and Kane is comparing zombies to his rabid, rabid dog Rocky that he had to put down. And, and Chase is like, could Rocky do long de- division? Like, that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> the difference. Uh, and uh, Kane ho- actually is holding Chase responsible because his wife's and son's deaths were because uh, they got uh, the vaccine at the mm. end of last season. And that's how they got turned into zombies. And so uh, Kane does, uh, like, a horrible thing, which is shoot Chase's kneecaps, both of them. So mm. I'm wondering if he's going to be, like, a wheelchair or have a severe limp for the rest of the season. Because both kneecaps, even if he can heal, it's... I don't know. It seems pretty traumatic. <laughs> mm mm-hmm. Uh. So Major ends up shooting Kane. And before Major can help Chase, Chase tells him... To check the school dorm Which I thought was really Like it shows the good side of Chase That don't worry about me What about you know The teenagers that live on this campus Go check and make sure they're okay Mm. So I thought that you know Yes he murdered Mama Leone (laughs) (laughs) But he's got some sort of You know moral compass And he's got people that he cares about He really cares about zombies And zombie teens I guess Um, So uh we go back to the morgue. Ravi is pitying Isabel because he actually knows what Frailix syndrome is all about, and uh, realizes that's why she was in that morgue drawer because she's just sitting there thinking about death. Um, and uh, Liv reveals that, uh, like, he's like, uh, you know, kid, why don't you scratch her, Liv? Or, you know, I can wait till my when when my zombies come around again, and I will. Sc- i I can try scratching her, but. Um, Liv reveals that she tried scratching And which kind of covered up A little bit of a uh, question That I had from last last time um, She says that she even had Other zombies try scratching mm-hmm. Isabel so it's not a thing that's Happening to Liv this is a This is a thing that happened to Isabel mm-hmm. And she had experimental Treatments it might have altered her brain chemistry So there's a reason why she's immune um, So she could be the key well, to I a mean,
2: vaccine. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I think that Liv just like hypothesized that, like that it could be it could be anything. We don't. Yeah, know.
1: yeah, that's true. So we go to the scratching post, and um, Blaine pulls off the next stage of his plan, which is um, well, that's one freaky mask, Blaine. Uh, I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, David Anders, uh, uh, his uh, cold eyes in the you know coming through that really like I don't know that white scary mask is uh...
2: well that mask that just brings you know images of eyes wide shut. Yep. Up. Yeah, I googled it and that that is the it played the the piano the theme uh, a theme from uh, Eyes Wide Shut.
1: Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, they call it the Le Petite Mort Masquerade, and uh, you know the Little Death, which uh, you know is an yeah word yeah
2: wait, for uh, orgasm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Barracus is thrilled. He's like, "Yeah, let's uh, do this, yeah, man! Bring all the hookers a in, freak!" And uh, they said they said they're going to get him super high, and then give him a vitamin shot in the butt. And um, yeah, they they do the Utopium or whatever. And I love how, like, Brackets just sees Blaine, like, put the drug up to his masked mouth mm-hmm. <laughs> and not take it at all. And Barakas starts freaking out on camera because he's human again. And then Blaine shoots him through the chest and he lands on Donnie. <laughs> and we get this, like, a really effective, sh- you know, gruesome shot of blood splattering across the map of Seattle, which is really cool. Um, so we go to uh, the chapter Guinea Pigging Out. And uh Liv and Peyton want to send Isabel home, but she and Robbie want to run tests. They're arguing back and forth, and Isabel says it's her dying wish, so you can't deny that. And then Robbie's like, (laughs) wait a second, how did she even get into Seattle? And Isabel says, Oh, Liv knew a coyote, and then Peyton goes further and is like, She's renegade. No
2: secret club. No secret club. club.
1: And um Robbie obviously panics about (laughs) it. Um and yes, Liv does too She thinks it's you know, dangerous information But Peyton is telling her That she can't refuse the, friends, uh, the help of her friends Which is I just oh, Friends Anyway <laughs> uh, So um, Isabel says, please study me I want to go out knowing my life had some meaning And I'm just thinking about How all these plots are intersecting If there is a vaccine or a cure Made from uh, Isabel And tests on Isabel this is in direct opposition of Blaine's plan,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and we know what Blaine does with teenagers. <laughs> I, I just want to remind everybody:
2: yeah, it would put Isabel in danger—grave danger.
1: Grave danger yeah, Blaine knew. Yeah, I, and even I don't know what's Chase's reaction going to be when he realizes there's an actual cure, and this girl could be the the you know the the help uh, you know the tr- to turn every zombie into human. Does he think that? That's a good thing, because he seems to be... I don't know.
2: Really stressed out right now?
1: Yeah. yeah. Maybe he's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can go back to just doing soldier stuff and, you know, whatever. Uh, so, uh, yeah, back at Fillmore Gray speaking to Chase, he is picking Buckshot out of his knees, which looks really painful. And then he orders Major to scratch Kane, because he has an appointment with the guillotine.
2: Even though... It's a capital offense to scratch, for a zombie to scratch somebody.
1: Yeah. But I think he wants to murder him in a most glorious fashion. Mm-hmm. And he wants to kill this guy for murdering people of his kind. And he knows that this guy hates zombies. And it, it's like turning Harley when t- Harley got turned into a zombie.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, So as we're wrapping things up We have uh, Peyton meeting Basio and Enzo at a park bench Where a very dead Baraka sits there And uh, Basio Or is it Enzo, one of them Yeah, Enzo calls uh, Peyton Madam Acting Mayor Mm. Oh my god (laughs) (laughs) Yeah I'm like, Peyton is in charge of Seattle Like, uh, I mean, obviously Fillmore Graves is she 's going to be button heads with chase, you know uh, uh, that 's crazy that 's so yeah. crazy
2: <laughs> it's great, yeah. yeah, and then Enzo and Basio have to decide whose jurisdiction the mayor 's uh, death comes under
1: yep, and because he 's human it's it's uh, it, I love, Enzo just seems like as usual, just ready to hand he 's happy to hand off like dead bodies to other people <laughs> to take care of and investigate he doesn 't really want to do it. Um he puts on a good show, but in are in, in the end he's uh he doesn't really want to do his job, I guess. So yeah, Peyton is acting mayor. Chase in the leader as the leader of Fillmore Graves, uh Chase very much against people scratching humans and turning into the zombies and executing them. Peyton knows who Renegade is, best friends with Renegade, who whose plan is to help people, and he, so this is all sorts of stuff is coming to a head. <laughs> yeah. I think that um,
2: lack of moral uh, quandary, you know, it, it, last week we were surprised that Peyton wasn't more um, conflicted over, Yeah. you know, what Liv is doing. I think that, that that's going to come to a head at, at the end of the season. Or there might around. even be
1: more conflict now that she is really in a position of power. Yeah. And, and she's going to have to actually answer for, you know, before she just worked for this doofus mare.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um, yeah, by the way, rest in peace, Mayor R- Rack, I <laughs> he's been around for a while.
2: That's what I was thinking. He's been around for several seasons now. Yeah.
1: Um, and, yeah, the last scene, uh, Blaine and Donnie noticed the amount of bidders uh, for the cure are going up and uh, uh, millionaires are I – mean, <laughs> the, the, the auction page has a video of Baracus. and I don't know if you paused it, but I sure did. You want me to read the, the, screen, the uh, screen names of some of the bidders? OK. Well, the highest bid was $10 million and it was to Dapper Romero. <laughs> 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 and uh, we have Pale Papa. Brains and brawn, Dead Rocky, which I was like, Dead Rocky is that the dog, like <laughs> that that Kane was talking about? Uh, the Scratch Man, Champagne Brain, Big Z, Banksy, also Dead but Delicious, and my favorite one, that Cranberry Song.
2: <laughs> <laughs> zombie, zombie.
1: Going- oh man. And yeah, we actually hear uh, where Blaine was uh, cut off. His cackle was cut off uh, by the opening song uh, in this episode. At the end, we actually hear him cackle and then he balls up the bloody map and then burns it. And we see just the flames in his eyes. Mm. Oh, such a great bad guy shot. So what an episode. I loved it. Um, Yeah, it was dark. (laughs) Yeah, it got pretty dark. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, we should, Oh, I should uh, mention a couple things. Um, I forgot to mention at the top of the show. We're a member of the DC TV talk, uh, network. So if you guys want to check out other podcasts in the DC TV talk feed, that's dctvtalk.com. If You know, anybody wants to listen to podcasts about other DC related shows on the CW and whatnot. Um, yeah also a uh, reminder to check out the app from our friends at TV time if you want to join a global community of TV watchers where our podcast among others is currently streaming download the TV time app and go to TVtime.com for more details and thank you for everybody who's listening through the app and we have our feedback section starting with some uh, quotes from those folks uh, did you want to read some of these <laughs>
2: Swanton song says between the season three D D and D callback and Donnie as a Virgin Tech Geek this episode was amazing. Cage forty eight fifteen says, I know Blaine is this a hole running a criminal empire and he's just killed the mayor, but I really just want him to succeed so he- so that he can stop his criminal activities and retire in a nice cottage with Donnie. <laughs>
1: I just like that Like just like this person is just concerned about Blaine and Donnie's retirement Yeah,
2: I want them to to succeed Even though they're evil Uh, Maddie Hill says Clive and and Michelle's banter And laughter makes me think they're so cute But I'm still so sad about Clive and Dale
1: Yeah I am conflicted But man, Michelle and Clive Had so much fun It was great to see Clive smile in this episode Yeah (sighs) Anyway Let's get into emails and uh, let's check in our weekly email from EFREX. He says, yo, Steph and Robin, what's going down? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm on that schmuddy, e- EFREX. Um, anyway, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> By now, I really should know that this writing team treats characters in relationship dramas like Michael Bay treats explosions. There's always room to shoehorn in, a horn in it, at least five or six more than common sense would dictate. Sometimes <laughs> this works out well and sometimes less so. This episode gave us a bit of col- from column A and f- unfortunately more than a bit from column B. Ooh! On the one hand, Isabel Vidovic is a terrific, terrific cast addition. She's been absolutely killing it and I can't wait to see what happens next with Isabel. On the other hand, I don't care one bit about the Captain Seattle Jordan relationship. We haven't seen enough of them to get all that attached, and their own individual stories are much more interesting to me than whatever teen romance nonsense is cooking up there. The Clive Michelle kiss looks like a love triangle in search of a justification, and I don't like it one bit. Michelle's active flirting makes no sense after their last conversation, and Clive's got to show better self-control around a coworker even considering his lack of recent action. Mm -hmm. That aside, there was a ton of great stuff here. Liv's rapper get up was a riot. (laughs) Yep. And I'm hoping that we find out there's a thrift shop somewhere in Seattle where she gets and returns her outfits every few days to a very confused storekeeper. (laughs) Yeah. She says in this episode, she got her outfit from lost and found. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Fillmore Graves drama is intense, too. Is Chase cracking under the strain, or is there actually another conspiracy afoot? Clive's turn as Dungeon Master was brilliant and hilarious, and Blaine has grown into the perfect villain, juvenile, jealous, cold-blooded, scheming, and almost as brilliant as he thinks he is. Can't wait to hear your takes, Ifrex.
2: Yeah, the Captain Seattle and Jordan thing, it's like there's something... Like, I'm waiting for something else to come down the pike. It's I feel like they're, something.
1: I think they're just kind of like, they're dropping a little hint here. And we're going to learn a little bit more about Jordan next time.
2: I don't mm, know. Okay. Uh, uh, This is from Sean. Hi, uh, hi, Robin and Steph. I was finally able to get the gumption to write. This episode had very little to complain about. I'll start out with the D&D subplot. I love it. It's just, it's it's great to have uh, comedy with uh, Clive uh-huh. and Robbie yeah. from Clive and Robbie rather than Liv. Speaking of Liv, I like how this brain was handled. It could have easily... Y- yes, it could have been uh,
1: Really uh, annoying,
2: yeah. <laughs> annoying, offensive, uh, <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: bad. Yep. Uh, it could have been easily the worst brain of the season if written poorly. Moving on, Isabella was likable. She just might be the key To a flawless zombie vaccine And the walls of New Seattle coming down Let's also talk about Blaine Now I think he might have screwed himself By trying to sell the zombie cure Now everyone knows there's a zombie cure In or close to New Seattle And I guess Mm. our zombie killer Is now a
1: A zombie killer zombie killer
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wait P.S. Don't gatekeep Doctor Who
1: (laughs) I think that's from last week Yeah Thanks Sean, thanks EFREX Let's go to Facebook Dave says another fantastic episode Blaine's plan, wow, he is bold Killing the mayor. wow, reminds me a bit Of the 1970s movie Lex Luthor and his real estate scheme Yes, uh, I totally agree And he's talking about uh, the movie Superman from 1978 uh, he wrote, he writes the 1970s movie Lex Luthor and his real estate scheme, which is a movie I'd watch anyway. But <laughs> I just want just just a uh, busting on you, Dave. Okay, uh, this is exactly everyone's worst fear. The USA is not going to like the idea of the zombie virus spreading. D and D is back, as Steph mentioned last podcast. Clive is so a nerd he just never knew it, and the kiss. Finally, Liv and Major had a confrontation about what's going on, even though it was cut short. The Fillmore Graves break in, very bold. Isabel is fascinating, and Ravi has some new science to do. Everything is starting to come to a head, excited for the rest of the season. I agree.
2: Darren says, number one, everyone responsible for the demise of Moscow bandywacks <laughs> <laughs> needs to meet their end from an angry group of liches, including Sergey. <laughs> Two, it's becoming clear to me every week that Chase, while doing what is unpopular, is probably necessary. And I believe, at this point, Major's loyalty loyalty belongs to Chase and not to Fillmore Graves. Number three, I think Peyton realizes Mm. that for Renegade's operation to work, they need people they can trust, and Robbie could be helpful. I also think that's why she confronted Lived and Major about their issues. An insider at Fillmore Graves could be helpful, especially if Chase ends up getting killed. I also think it's better for the plotline if Liv and Major are working together I don't need them to end up together But it's better in my opinion when they are At least friends Number four, Chase ordering Major to scratch Killer Kane just to execute him Could help Chase out publicly Number five What if, while studying Isabel for a vaccine Robbie accidentally stumbles upon a cure And ends up screen blame with his Auction Can't say I would be unhappy at that thought
1: Uh Yeah, um uh, I I agree. I'm I'm really worried that this uh this uh, new science here is going to end up putting poor little Isabel on the path of blame And uh yeah. Um James also says uh the mayor died within seconds of being injected with the cure. Perhaps if they filter his blood, they can recover some cure for analysis. Ah, oh, that would be too easy. <laughs> <laughs> uh thank you James and Darren and Dave uh for commenting on Facebook. Um and we have our voicemail here. This is from Jeff x and 11
0: yeah. This is Jeff X-Force 11 Calling my feedback in For Mac live More. I enjoyed this Bottle episode It gave us some real character insight I liked the fact That Ravi's now in On the whole live Situation and I Like that we got this potential For a Real and working Cure it's, it's It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. And I'm very interested to see how things are going to go the writers have just really stepped it up this season and i really appreciate it we've had the good brain of the weeks but they're not getting overshadowed by the whole overarching story arc and i really appreciate that so that's my feedback for this week thanks for doing the podcast i really appreciate it x force 11 out
1: (laughs) (laughs) and we appreciate your feedback all right um so that's it for our feedback this week this is coming in to be a short episode we're really on the ball this week um so let's get into next time on izabi
0: forgive me father for i've it's been one detective benedetto died hard it's time i fixed myself a little snack Liv, stop! Don't bring the fish back in his car, Liv! iZombie, all new Monday at 9, 8 central on The CW.
1: And that was the preview for Season 4, Episode 10, Yippee-Kai Brain, Mother Scratcher. (laughs) (laughs) When Liv consumes the brain of a vice detective who doesn't play by the rules, her newfound recklessness gets her into trouble. Meanwhile, Major is coming really close to discovering Liv's secrets. And uh, this one is uh, written by Chelsea Catalanato and is directed by Rico Colantoni, uh, the greatest uh, TV dad ever, um, Keith Mars, who, um, well, I should say spoilers to those who have not seen the preview, okay? So skip ahead, like, 30 seconds. I could not believe in the trailer they actually reveal that Rico is playing... Uh, Detective Lou Benedetto again and is going to be the brain of the week. They're killing off Detective Lou. And then we're going to have Liv acting like Rico Cole and Tony the rest of the episode. Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> so it's like we'll, we kind of lose on one side, but we really win on another. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, we we see Liv uh, sporting his hat and uh, beating a suspect in the street uh, with a fish. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just – I cannot wait. Gippy ki uh, is from like one of my favorite movies, Die Hard. And man, I'm really hoping they're going to have a lot of like action cop movie Um Tropes, tropes, and stuff. You know, yeah. this is going to be my. I mean, all the sports fans freaking out about the hockey brain. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, 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 this this is my hockey brain. Okay, uh, <laughs> this is going to be. I cannot wait. Anyway, I mean, I'm a huge movie buff, and I'm super excited. How about you?
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it looks like it I mean that trailer is hilarious. That promo is so funny. Yeah. They uh be, and, uh Clive says, "Don't get back in the, the car with that fish." <laughs> That's funny.
1: It's time to go and end the show. Keep tweeting, renew iZombie, and don't be a dumb... Crow! No need to censor it. We straight up legit. Writing rap into a skit is like taking a big... Banana split! (laughs) Next week we'll be sick. Vice cop ain't no shtick. All y'all brain haters can suck my...
2: Fistick! (laughs)
1: <laughs> and if you don't know, now you know. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph.
2: Send your feedback to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com.
1: Follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. Just search for Podcast, all one word.
2: All of our contact info is on our website, iZombiePodcast.com.
1: You can follow Steph on Twitter at Steph Smith.
2: You can follow Robin as well at El
1: Robiniero. Our podcast logo is designed by D. Sheehan. You can find her work at Behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. Also, a friend of the show, Cheyenne, contributes with Photoshops on our Twitter. Follow her at iZombieLove.
2: Check out our other podcast. You can listen to us binge-cast through teen dramas like Dawson's Creek and Popular. Just subscribe to We Don't Want to Wait on iTunes.
1: You can also listen to us occasionally talk about the Buffy spinoff, Angel, with our friends. Subscribe to Redemption Cast on iTunes.
2: While you're on iTunes, why not leave us a review? We do this in our spare time, so your ratings and reviews are much appreciated and helps us get seen by more iZombie fans.
1: And make sure it's on the correct feed. We are the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph.
2: And we're done. You think anyone is still listening?
1: Probably not.
2: Zombies!